welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is October the 3rd, and I'm with Scott Patty for Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon. You had a bit of an emphasis on the word third there. I did because I messed up the previous recording and I had to get it correct this time. Yeah. It's October 3rd. <laughs> not, October the 3rd. Not 23rd. Not 23rd. Um, well, we've had, we had a full day yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And we, are, we had a great service yesterday morning and great sermon from John 17. And so, Beautiful yeah. worship and yeah. Lord's Supper. Yeah. Um, we had our interview last night with mm-hmm. Cody Truitt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who is the candidate for the pastor of worship and adult ed that's right adult education so it's great great day yeah it's very very good well let's let's do something a little bit different maybe instead of just talking about yesterday's sermon and if if you're listening to this and you didn't hear yesterday's sermon you can find that online in our podcast feed uh to listen to it because it was about jesus praying for unity in the church Mm -hmm. but what i want to ask is is kind of wrapping up the high priestly prayer okay and and ask you scott as as you studied it and as we studied it together as a congregation, what is something that, like the, some big takeaways that okay. you would hope for us as a church based on Jesus praying for the church? Okay. Oh, good. Good. So I'll do a bit of a recap. Mm-hmm. And then, then the question is, what are the big takeaways from the prayer of John 17? Yeah. All right. First of all, the prayer of John 17, what is it? We call it the high priestly prayer because Jesus is our high priest. In fact, right. this morning is a in my Bible reading, I, I started in um, the book of Hebrews. So, yeah, um, which is all about that. <laughs> that's right. So yeah. what does that mean? It means that Jesus, you know, we have priests on earth. We understand what they're like in churches. Um, Jesus is the the great, the final, the high priest, the one who represents mm-hmm. us to God, represents God to us, prays on our behalf, brings us to God. He is He's everything. He's also the sacrifice for our yeah. sins. But in, in a sense, he's our, he is our high priest. And so he's praying. He's bringing us to, to the Father in prayer, and he's praying on behalf of the church. And it happens almost at the end of John of the Gospel of John. So it's after three years of ministry. Mm-hmm. He's about to be arrested in like just a few hours or maybe a few minutes, actually. After he closes this prayer, he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane where he is going to be arrested. All right. Uh, but he's so he's closing it all down before the arrest and the trial and the crucifixion with this final prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. It takes up a chapter in the Bible, John 17. And as we said, we call it the high priestly prayer because Jesus mm-hmm. is making intercession. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. Now, yeah. what are those takeaways for us? We've been in this now for several weeks. Um, I think this, uh, the first takeaway is I would want Christians, and I would want Grace Community Church, the people of our church, to understand that Jesus prayed for us, mm-hmm. that we really can be confident, and we really, um, we really can be assured that God the Father has heard the prayers of God the Son, yeah. and that Jesus prayed for us. And when I say us, I mean the church, mm-hmm. because we got to that verse on Sunday mm-hmm. um, where he said, I'm, I'm not only asking for these, meaning the 11 disciples who will be apostles right 
there with him, but for all those who will believe in me through their word. Mm-hmm. And so that is the church right. believing through the apostolic gospel, the gospel that Jesus gave to them in his teaching and in through the Holy Spirit that they wrote down for us in the scripture. So he prayed for us. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can, first of all, be assured yeah. uh, and, and take confidence. The mm-hmm. second thing that I think we should take away is everything is about the cross of Christ. And so we can be assured that not only did Jesus pray for us, but we can be assured that Jesus paid for everything that he prayed for. Mm-hmm. So what what did he pray for? He prayed for the church. He prayed that, that um, he would bring glory to the Father through his death on the cross, which gives eternal life to people. So he paid for it. He prayed that we would be kept in his name. Mm-hmm. He prayed that we'd be kept from the evil one. He prayed that we would be sanctified in truth. He prayed that we would be one as one body, that through us the world would know. So all this is Jesus went to the cross to make mm-hmm. us his church and to make these things a reality. He paid for it. Yeah. Um, a third thing I would say is that it teaches us what to pray for. Yeah. He prayed for it. He paid for it. We can pray for it. Yeah, that's good. We should be praying for the things that Jesus prayed for. Yeah. I know that sometimes people say, well, well, we always think, well, if Jesus secured it, paid for it, did it, it's sure, why would we pray for it? Yeah. And I, of all the answers I know of that is the clearest one for me is because God ordained <laughs> to carry out his work that Jesus paid for through the prayers of his people. Yeah. So we are praying these yeah. very things. Yeah. That we would be kept in the yeah. name of God. Yeah. We'd be kept from the evil one. That we yeah. would be sanctified, set apart in truth. Yeah. That we would be one. Yeah. Um, and then I think the fourth thing, and then we can carry on you if you have another mm-hmm. question. But I think the fourth thing I would say is um, it shows us what to pursue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't. We want to pursue the faith. We want to do the things that will um, strengthen us that we might be kept in his name and kept from the evil. We want to fight temptation. We want yeah. to resist the devil. Yeah. Uh, we want to pursue sanctification as the book of Hebrews tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want to pursue the, the, the actual practice, the, yeah. the, in, the experience of our oneness in Christ yeah. within our church and within other, with, with other believers as yeah. we can. Yeah. So those are the things I would say. I like your, I mean, all that's very helpful. And I love when you talk, you do this a lot and as you preach and as you read the word and you practice it even in the, and when you do your pastoral prayer, but taking passages of scripture and just, again, that becomes your prayer guide. Mm-hmm. And I love looking at the high priestly prayer mm-hmm. and you, you get these just clear points of how to pray yeah. for you as an individual, but then as a, as a church, yeah. I think that's so, so helpful because you can literally spend a year mm-hmm. in the high priestly prayer, mm-hmm. praying those very things for your own individual life and for the church. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. And I'll take off on that. Just, just a moment. Uh, Justin, these are very important times. All times are important times. Yeah. Everyone says their times are the most important times. I won't say they're the most important times. I will say our times are important because all times are important. Yeah. Our times, the time we live in, this century, this generation, the church mm-hmm. in our world, these are important days. Mm-hmm. And this is how relevant this is, okay? 
there are people who are who are walking away from the faith. Yeah. The name of God. There are people who are succumbing to the the attacks and the temptations of the evil one. That's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Um, there are people who are turning from the truth and not being set apart for God's purposes who once went to church. Yeah. And even maybe made a verbal profession of faith in Christ. Yeah. But are but are but are not pursuing the truth. Mm-hmm. There is disunity. So these are real things. And these are important days because God's plan is still God's plan. Yeah. So if a Christian and I would and I would ask our people at Grace, if if you want to know what to pray for, mm-hmm. learn how to open up something like John 17. Yeah. Read it slowly. Mm-hmm. Get a get a journal out. And, and start writing down all of the specific prayer requests that could be prayed for Grace Community Church and for that person, your life and your friend's lives out of that, out of that chapter. Just yeah. write them down. And yeah. my guess is you'll, you'll finish the chapter and you'll have 10, 20, maybe 30 different prayer requests. Yeah. And ask God for them mm-hmm. and then get up and live for Him. Yeah. Well, that's super encouraging, and I think it's a great way to, to, to think about how to use the Bible to pray. And, and we're talking about seven, John 17, but it can be done with every passage of Scripture, right? That's right. Um, but I think it's super helpful. And I, I think, too, I'll go back to even the first point of what it does for our souls to know that Jesus, in fact, prays for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such a hope. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that secures us, that anchors us mm-hmm. in challenging times, that anchors us in, in difficult times to know the Savior was praying and is praying for mm-hmm. us, interceding for us mm-hmm. on our behalf. So that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, thank you for uh, John 17. I know it's a mm-hmm. shorter podcast, but super helpful. And just, again, encouragement to our people to pick it up, pray it, read it, meditate on it. Uh, and use it in your time with the Lord. Yeah, we have a few more chapters in the Gospel of John. All right, we look forward to it. All right, see you.